This episode of True Sex and Wild Love is brought to you by Curacao Chocolates. And Curacao is so delicious. I'm not a big chocolate fan, I must admit, Mm -hmm. but when they sent us these chocolates, I was blown away. They're 100% organic, dairy-free, gluten-free, soy-free, and cane sugar-free. How's that even possible? I don't know, but just try it. You will not regret it. The other really great thing about this company is that they work with farms that are actually helping to reforest the Amazon rainforest. Sustainable chocolate people get some. Mm-hmm. And you guys can use the promo code CSPOT in all caps to get 20% off of your first order. And I definitely want to let you guys also know about the Cococo drinking chocolate product line. And I love hot cocoa with a little bit of you know, cinnamon, and you get the whipped cream on there. Get it. Mm. Go That's get right. it. Check them out on Instagram at Chocolate, and it's C-O-R-A-C-A-O chocolate or CoraCowChocolate.com. You guys have heard me talk about this before, but it's because I absolutely love these sex toys, sweet vibe toys, are my favorite. Now, they're all under $50. They come in really bright, fun colors. And I really haven't found something that just, you know, gets my O. <laughs> so I hope you guys check them out. It's sweetvibe.toysonline. And if you want to have your own O, use our promo code, which is wildlove. Have some fun. As some of you may know, one of the things I do other than the podcast is I'm a love, sex, and relationship coach. I've worked with couples all over the world from all walks of life, whether they're monogamous, recently single, transitioning into open, fully polyamorous, whatever it is, I have worked with them and I would love to be able to work with you. So if you're interested or you have any questions pertaining to really any sort of relationship, you can kind of see me as like a tailor. Come to me and we can completely customize whatever you need specifically for your particular relationship container. I try to make things as safe and comfortable as possible. And I really hope I can support you in the future. So if you're interested, please email me at Whitney, the letter N, L-O-V-E at gmail.com. On today's episode, we have Dr. Emily Morse. I'm really excited about this one because I've been a longtime fan of hers. I listened to her on Sirius XM. I also listened to her podcast, which is called Sex with Emily, and she sits down. She brings us toys that we'll talk about. We go over some sex tips and best lubes and all kinds of fun stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy. <gasps> Hell yes. Oh I'm so excited. Goodness. We're here. At Gotham Podcast Studio with Dr. Emily Morse. Hello. From Sex with Emily. Yes. Which I listen to all the time. You do. I of do. course oh, we guys, do. Thank you. Of course we do. binging on your podcast as well. You, so good. You have, for somebody who looks so young, you have been in this space for a while now. You're like one of the trailblazers. So I'm just bowing down. Thank <laughs> I you. Like that. Oh my yeah. God. Thank you. I that's so kind. How long has sex with Emily been a thing? Um, 14 years. I started a podcast in 2005 in my living room. I started sex with Emily. The in your first living room? In, in San Francisco. It was like my, for the first month of podcasting. And I was like, this sounds like a really great medium. Like I could just sit and interview people all day and people will feel so open talking about sex. I, I had this hunch right. and there's no cameras. Now there's cameras everywhere, but right. you know, and then, and I just, at the time I was just, I didn't have my doctorate. I wasn't a sex expert at all. I was just having mediocre sex. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is it with sex? Right. I think it could be a lot better than it is right now. And then you'd have those friends who were like, sex is amazing last night. Oh my, I'd be, and I always say to them, what do you mean by that? Like, were you swinging from the rafters? Like, was his penis double jointed? Did you have 25 <laughs> orgasms? What does great sex mean? Wait, Cause I have haven't had Double-jointed penis? I don't know, maybe, but like, what would it mean? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But I wanted to know You what wanted it meant. to find out. I wanted to find out what it meant and why I wasn't having it. And I figured if I could get to the bottom of how you have great sex, because I also knew it was a culprit in a lot of relationships. And like both of you, because I know your stories, I wasn't happy with monogamy. Mm-hmm. Still not a huge fan of monogamy. And I thought that that was like this jail, right? And I'm like, why doesn't... So I really just set out an exploratory mission to start it in 2005 and I did like four, pot, five podcasts that day. And I thought, okay, this is it. I found my the passion, the thing that's 
my life calling. Yeah, yeah. Sex was your jam. Sex was my jam. And it's been your jam since 2005. Yeah, 14 years. So next year will be my 15th anniversary. And you have a show on Sirius. I have a show on Sirius XM. I've been doing it for nine months now. It's five days a week. It's 5 to 7 p.m. on Stars 109. 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific. And, and it's Colin. such a good show. Thank it you. is really good. And so you're you, still doing the podcast too. I on do three top podcasts of, a week and five radio, ten hours is, of radio. What's the difference between the two? You know, it's funny. They're 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 pretty similar, except for the fact that on Sirius, my listeners can call in right away and get advice. So cool. They can just call in and then they call back the next day. Like, okay, after you talk to your husband and tell him that you'd like to open up your relationship, then call me and let me know how it goes. So I love that, and it's just a lot quicker pace. And the podcast, I can do a little bit more in depth interviews. And I answer emails from listeners and yeah, we do some yeah. calls. We kind of, now it's become sort of like, it's still me. So it's kind of yeah. like, it's pretty much similar, but different content. You like moved different. into all the ecologies with sexuality because you're big on Twitter yeah. and Instagram. You're really, your messaging is all across social media, on the radio. But I feel like you're one of the people bringing sex into people's lives, making it mainstream. A, conver- a mainstream <laughs> conversation. Exactly. Like, So thank you, first of all. Oh my God, for that. thank you. Thank you for your book. Your book is amazing, Wednesday. I quote your book all the time. I'm like, it's untrue, just like Wednesday. Everything we learned about sex is untrue. (laughs) So I feel the same. Mutual admiration society, you guys. So here's the thing. When I started it, I was like, I just want to make sex easier to talk about. I always say communication is a lubrication. The more we talk about it, the better sex we're going to have. say that again. Communication is a lubrication. It's so true. Like, God. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, I can talk about everything, but really my main purpose, like, on my fucking tombstone, if it says she got people to talk about sex, I would be so happy. Like, just in the most, like, basic way. What a great epitaph. Thanks, right? Yeah. That's a And she got a lube on every nightstand. If it was, like, a a big tombstone, like, the other side could say that. Right. Because I think lube's important. Okay, I have some questions. I want to know. Get it from both (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) All right, you told us how you got into sex. You were having mediocre sex, and you just wanted to figure out what is great sex and how do you have it. Can you talk about your journey? You've got a doctorate eventually. I just want to know, like, how did did Emily Morse get here? Starting from from, from the show or from before my childhood trauma? Which part of it? Tell us how deep do we want to go? Yeah, we we want, like to go deep. We want yeah, to know that we even want to know the origins of sex with Emily. Well, the origins of it is that and your interest. Well, talk to us about your interest in sex. Like, not everybody goes. You know what? I'm interested in sex. I'm going to dig into this. Like, what were your formative experiences as a girl that got you interested in sex? You or know, what do you remember? What I remember is that I grew up in Michigan. I Wait, so like, did I? Do we not talk about? We might have. I don't know. You were in Michigan. Ann Arbor and Grand Rapids. Okay. I grew up in Farmington Hills, but I went to Michigan. Okay. So did I. Stop. Stop it. Okay. We have a lot to talk about. Shut up. Later. Okay. So I'm from Michigan. You grew up there too then. So you know, like there was no sex education and I grew up, my parents were divorced. I attended four of my parents' weddings before I was 25. Wow. I thought that only parents got married. And then I was like, they kept getting married and married. They were each married three <laughs> they times. Married repeatedly. So, That's yeah, exactly. Kept, me too. Finally, it was like, eh, I'm probably not going to Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> I'm going to take a rain check. I'll just let me, let me know I'll, how it shakes out. If it lasts, uh, I'll me. show up for the in the year anniversary. <laughs> Didn't last. No. And then I um, and then I realized, so my upbringing, like Psychology 101 would tell you, I wasn't oriented towards family and kids that just seemed like it didn't seem like it was sustainable. Uh, relationships weren't interesting to me. But what was interesting to me was like changing the world. I was like, what could I do that's mm. going to have an impact? Like that was what got me excited. And I always had dating and I was in relationships. And I first started out in politics, actually. I wanted to work for women. I worked for Barbara Boxer. It was like, oh, I moved right. to San Francisco, got in my car when I was 21 and drove oh, there man. and just started working in politics and doing all these things. And throughout that, I was in monogamous relationships, but I was a cheater in my 20s. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is after it wasn't interesting for a year. I'd be like, I'm just going to, something on the side You enjoyed some extra pair copulations. Exactly. I'm not going to let you call yourself a cheater. (laughs) Okay, go on. She's like her little, her little, her um, her citations are great. (laughs) See, Um, I love that you talk about that because- Put cheating it out there. or yeah. extra. Would you whatever? Yeah, extra, 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 extra You don't like the word cheating, and right. I get it. But I would but often. It's, it's useful. I get discretion. Know what it you means. Get what it means. Yeah, of course. I'm not so, judging. No, I know. I know you don't. You guys don't judge. 
No. So I, and then reason. and then I realized it just wasn't satisfying. Like, why is monogamy the only paradigm? And then I was thinking I tried some open relationships, and then I really just how did kept you get d- into the open relationship? I was dating. Well, I realized though in my third, I was like, you know what? In my thirties, I was like, this just isn't working for me. I'm just gonna t- let people know that I am not looking for anything monogamous right now, and I just want to date. Which, which is what a lot of people are doing now anyway. Mm-hmm. But we dating we were trailblazing. Like you were trailblazing when you did that, yeah, because. Straight people really, right? Like it took us a while to catch on to like what gay men were doing or what some people in some communities of colors were doing before it was called polyamory. Like we didn't really cotton to it. All right. Right. What happened when you said that? Uh, When I said that, well, it was like I was dating a guy and we were into it. He was sort of on the same page. He's like, I'm dating other people. I'm like, so am I. So we were in San Francisco and we so enjoyed each other's company. So we definitely saw each other like once a week. If I had an event, he'd take me and I'd take him to things, meet my family. But we were dating other people and we would talk about it. And we'd have like threesomes sometimes. And it was just like this lovely relationship for like a year and a half. And then I met someone where I was like, oh, this person I think I want to be monogamous with. Let and me I try that again. Do, I tried that again. And then that was okay. And then I moved to LA. And since I, so I was like, my business got really busy. And anyway, so it's been this, I'm trying to think. So that that's, I've been in and out of all different types of relationships. Yeah. But my journey was more like also in Michigan. So no sex education. I started having sex and it was so disappointing. I didn't have orgasms right away. I never knew to masturbate. No one ever told me about oh it. Oh my God. To Wait, me. back up. Okay. Hold up. Yeah. When was the sex talk? When did anybody, you, we didn't Zero have sex, sex talk. in Michigan. My mom Your might have said. didn't tell you. Nobody said, said anything. if you have a question, ask me. And I think that's still what parents say today. My niece is in Michigan. She's 20. My, uh, the age I was when I started really realizing sex was disappointing. Same thing. She never had a conversation. She, I mean, I talked to her now, but I just realized this is, this is disappointing. And I said to my girlfriends, I said, you guys, my boyfriend would drive in and visit me. He was in another state and we'd have sexy pounding away at me. And I was like, just like the jackhammer. And I was like, I like the cuddling, but what's up with the sex? And like, well, do you have an orgasm? I I didn't know what an orgasm was. See, there needs to be pleasure education, not just sexual education. Not fear-based. No, like pleasure. Like what feels good for you? Go and here's something that you can take and explore yourself. At least start by, yeah. And at least, you know what a good starting point could be for every pediatrician in America to tell every kid masturbation is normal. Here's what it is, which Jocelyn Elders tried to do when she was Surgeon I, General. I, I, she right. got fired. And then she got fired but, by Clinton. Mm-hmm. I mean, by, not by Clinton. Yeah. Clinton appointed her. And it was ridiculous because she masturbation. The data are so clear that when girls masturbate, they grow up to be women who have orgasms. Yeah, it's true. So, God, we could make... Okay, so I go know, on. This Nobody told you anything do. about Nothing. it. And then I was like, confounded by sex. And you then were my friends to were like, you should get out. a vibrator. You should try to masturbate. And then I got into it. And I was like, oh, I moved to San Francisco. Bought my first vibrator, good vibrations, like right off the bus. And how so old were you when you got your first vibrator? Twenty two. Oh was that my when you God. had your first orgasm? Yeah. Wow. That's I know with great. a vibrator from Good Vibrations. <gasps> I kind so of had a mini one with a boyfriend, happened. but then I realized my body, and then I realized, oh, this is how. But it wasn't until this is how you have an orgasm. So I realized that. But what I didn't realize until I started my my show was that I was such a, I was so typical to many women. And unfortunately, I don't feel like it's changing. We know this stuff, but I was about the, my, the guy's pleasure. I, he came first, not me. Um, I, I mm. wanted to look good for him. I, I would fake orgasms. I, not all the yeah. time, but I was like, ah, oh, do you know, you know how we do it. Like, we've done it just yeah. so much easier. We're so this far is from done. becoming here that we, we go. just need to end this yeah, game. We're going to end it. Yeah. And so I did all the things that now my listeners call mm. in about every day. It's like, I've been in every stage of that. And I was like, no, no more. Like I will never fake it again. And through my process now, the last 14 years, I've you know, done thousands of podcasts and got my doctorate yeah. and read and studied and been in a much healthier relationship now where I communicate and I'm open. But my journey was just like zero education. And even still, you guys, it's so great that you guys have your podcast, which is so informative and so helpful for people. Like the, there's so many more people now, which is great, but it's still not enough. Like we're still on the front lines trying to get people to talk about sex and not sticker, snicker, not shame you. And not, mm-hmm. it's still a weird thing when I walk into a room where I'm in Michigan, I'm like, I have a sex show. We were like, oh, like they want to look away, you know? And it's yeah. just, I just want this to be the thing where like, if we don't talk about sex and we don't prioritize our own pleasure, your sex life is going to be miserable. And so that's just my yeah. purpose. Like, and like you meet people where they're at. It leads over into other areas of your life. It's not even just your sex life, you know? Everything. Everything. How I mean, much better do you feel about your whole life and the world <laughs> when you've had an orgasm? So much better. It's you a know reset. What, you know what bugs me? 
It really bugs me when people say like, don't focus on orgasm so much during sex. And a lot of sex therapists that I love say this to their patients. Here's my view. You're saying that to women, basically, who are on the losing side of the orgasm gap. So maybe when you say orgasms aren't everything, sex therapists, amend it as Emily often does with, and if you're a woman, you deserve to have an orgasm and pleasure in sex, not just to give it to somebody else. Exactly. Right. I love that message yeah. that you're I think spreading. Like, so I think sex can actually be foreplay too, what I've experienced for myself. I mean, because, what is sex? Yeah. yeah. Right. Sex is anything, right? right? right. But Let's redefine what we even think, think about like sex. penetration sex in this, what I'm talking about. And so like for me, it's hard to have an orgasm with penetrative sex. Yeah. So yeah, same. I, with my partner, um, we'll have sex and we get warmed up and everything. But then after he comes, then it's like all about me and all about my pleasure. And he's there to do anything and everything to make me orgasm, mm, which right. is great. Right. I've right. actually really enjoyed that. And I've never done that yeah, before. That's the same. It's always like we need to come together and we need to have Which there's a big fetish on true. that right yeah, yeah. i mean true. there's a big untrue. fetish on the simultaneous orgasm the heterosexual intercourse like a, is, simultaneous yeah, orgasm yeah is that like some kind of like a ufo or something yeah. like when they're like oh we came at the same time like how is it even a fetish it will never happen area 51 i think they came at the same people time people in nope. area 51 are having simultaneous <laughs> orgasms well two million from intercourse only 75 showed up so we all know yeah. it's bullshit People aren't gonna do. But see, what, so I kept trying. I thought I was wrong the way I had sex. So yeah, you have to. I've learned now. Like, okay, no, and is- if anybody's listening, just to be clear, the statistics are like between eighteen percent and thirty-two percent of women only have orgasms from heterosexual intercourse. There is nothing wrong with you if you need to use a vibrator or conolingus or your fingers. Right. There's nothing better about an intercourse from, um, sorry, an orgasm from intercourse. Right. But we fetishized it so much because intercourse is the way men come. Okay, you know what Lori Mintz said to me what? in an interview? She wrote um, the book about the orgasm yeah. gap, right? And she said to me in an interview, could you imagine... You know how we say to women, the vibrator's great, but you shouldn't have an orgasm from it like every time. And she was like, imagine if we said to heterosexual men, intercourse is great, but like you shouldn't be having an orgasm from it every time. And I said, why don't we say that? And she said, because we police female sexuality. We do police In ways that we don't police male sexuality. We're going to try to take women's vibrators away from them every time. But, like, what if we just told men, like, intercourse is not all that heterosexual right. men? Exactly. That would seem yeah. crazy. I mean, I think that women would choose clitoral stimulation over – if they said you could never have intercourse again or you could, you know, mm-hmm. you could just have other kinds of sex, I would choose other kinds of sex if I couldn't have yeah. – I would still use a dildo. I could still have right. that feeling of, you know, fullness and right. do all the other things. And do all no, the other and things, And I think too. a lot of women would choose that, which is actually – I think that's a good topic for the I think so, too. Yeah. I totally think That's that. a good one, right? Take a note. <laughs> Take a note. Um, <laughs> note to there self. There we go. Ugh. Next show. Do you think you can learn how to have a vaginal or intercourse orgasm? What would you call that? It's yeah. a literal orgasm still. It's still, if yeah, if you don't. Right. You mean like instead of calling it the G-spot? Yeah. yeah. It's a, I'm, Internal the G-spot is part of your clit. Yeah. Yep. So you think you can learn how to do that? I have. I had yeah. to learn. I've had to learn and it's not as easy. And I do believe it's the whole, if your clitoris is closer to your it's vaginal distal, opening. It's distal, right? If the distance is less than the width of your thumb, you are likely to come. Marie Bonaparte discovered this. Right? It's a good little rhyme. Yeah, over a century ago. <laughs> yeah. So if the distance between your vaginal opening and your clitoris is less than the width of your thumb, then when there's thrusting, you're getting enough stimulation on your clit from the penis going in and right. out. But, and that tends to be petite women. If you have a more distal clitoris, right? The penis is going in. It's not really doing much. Yeah. So like get a vibrator on there, get his finger mm-hmm. or yeah. her finger on there, get a mouth on there. Have, a, be, have an orgasm already. That might be easier to have one once yep. you're turned on and the blood's already flowing. But yeah, exactly. So for me, yes, but not every time when I'm really doing my kegels and I'm like strong, like I feel like those are times where I'm more likely to have orgasms too, because I'm more focused on my, mm. uh, I don't know. I just feel like I'm stronger. Like mm-hmm. it's like you're lifting weights when, my, when I'm, kegel, right. I'm like, oh, I can, you know, focus on it, but I don't, not every time. And I'm okay with that. 
Can you describe how you use your Kegels during sex? Yeah, I do my Kegel. So first of all, I have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp that I started like 10 years ago, uh, eight years ago, because I was like, I never remember to do Kegel Camp. Kegel Camp. Aubrey put that in his book, I think. He did? Yeah. I think he talked about it in his book. I don't even know that. Okay. Own the day. Own your life. Oh, okay. I love it. So yeah, so it reminds you to do them. So when I'm doing them more regularly, I'm strong. It's like, you know, when you like, when you're in shape and your abs, you're like, oh, I want to wear crop tops every day. It's mm-hmm. like that. Like my muscles, I'm like, I'm focusing on it. And I feel like I could pick up a fucking brick. <laughs> right? Like, give me a break. A brick I'm walk around fucking yes. Times Square. And I, with these can muscles. I come with you? <laughs> yes, 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 please. So then I'm able to like, to squeeze the penis. I'm able to like mm-hmm. the penis. I mean, and even when I'm there, it's just the right. finger. I just tense and relax those muscles. They're like the pee stopping muscles when you stop yeah. and start the flow of your right. right now. Right. And I, I'm doing I it right now. Them. But when I'm more like, it's almost like it get, when I was doing them intensely, like it was developed. Like I could have an orgasm so much easier when they were in tip top shape. Oh man. Okay. This is something. I, and also I, if you're it's a lesbian, crazy. it's not just for like squeezing a penis, right? It, oh, I was going to say that. It's just awesome, squeezing right? it. Even just there's no penis. I tend to relax. Yeah. Like I pump it. I pump it. Pump, pump, pump. That's what you do. Like right. pump, pump, pump. And then pump, pump. Orgasm. Oh my God. But when they're stronger, like I like tense, relax, tense, relax. Like it's like when, yeah, pee stopping. When you're about to stop the flow of urine, you stop and start. So I'm like, that muscle. Kegel camp. camp. Yeah, let's do Kegel camp. Okay, Okay. I challenge you. God, I hate it's doing It's 20 kegels. levels. I hate it they too. They used but to do it in my yoga class. And I was like, I God, know. I just like, why well, you, you know what? Yoga class? Got That's you. amazing. Got I actually you. bought, I was listening to your show and I bought, what did I buy? They were the, the, balls, the balls that have different weights. Yeah. Oh, femtones? Or no, the balls? The, um, the, the bloom. bloom. I love the bloom. I just bought those. Okay, I was going to, that was my next thing. My hack, so let me be honest with you, I don't fucking do my kegels. Here's what I love. I bought the balls. I love the bloom. I have a few hacks. And I would wear those balls when I'm running. If I go to the gym, when you're walking. Running. When you're running, hell yes. I'm because my totally pants, do that. Oh, you work, my pants are tight. They stay in. Now, granted, I, I work. It's hard to hold those in when you're running. Right, but All they that do, impact. but you naturally stay in. Mostly, or I do when I was spinning. was more helpful, but I are walking. But spin then, class? You would take it to spin class? Oh, yeah. They're in me. You no are tell. such a gangster. <laughs> yeah, because I'm <laughs> like, it's, a, it's much more efficient. With. Some balls. Yeah. Up. I'm going to try that. Do it. And then it helps. Yeah, do it next you. week. I did. Please do. Because I yes. did it like for like a month and it was like, and then I never really had to do my kegels because you're just doing them. Because the thing is when you're wearing them, it's not like you're walking around doing your kegels. You're naturally, your body's naturally tensing to keep them in. And you don't and have you're not noticing. On, I'm not like right? walking around like, no, I don't have a vibrator. But you can turn them on. That's why I love the bloom because you can right, track so you it. Turn it on. Um, okay, but, so these are, for so that people was a who hack. don't know, these are these little balls that you can insert, put them up inside and you your body holds them in and yep. it's a way of doing your kegels without being there going like counting Tense, relax, up the elevator Tense, relax. Oh, and, yeah, I wish I brought them and you and you can do them that way too like i'm sure if i actually did the exercises well a minute it'd be even better but this way you're you're naturally working them. okay the and they have different weights so like it's funny because the first time you use them like you use the lighter ones and they're still like kind of falling out but then you're or like they're like moving but then you get tighter you're like I'm going to go up to the next level or you get <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. your muscles get stronger <laughs> yeah. it's not like you're tighter but right, your right, muscles right. get stronger get so strong. you, and you have a better orgasm I have a better orgasm I was just thinking about all the totally cool um, weightlifters women weightlifters who follow me on Instagram and I follow them back and I love them I love watching these women they're like incredible they're bench pressing incredible yeah. amounts of weight we need to also put on Instagram just our faces while we're doing yeah. our kegels and just like, killing it. Just like, oh, yeah, look at me. Exactly. What should our hashtag be? Hashtag kegel uh, face. Kegel, kegel, I don't kegel know. Face. I'm doing it now. I don't look know. Look how macho I, Look how fucking macho I am. Woo. You <laughs> yes. People want to see your face. Like, you don't know what I'm doing. No, we Talk about pussy power. Pussy power. Yeah. So, all right, don't love we need to do though. our kegels. You don't love the word prissy? I like it, but I don't love it. I don't know why. I have certain okay. sex words. It's playful. We all have our Some own vocabulary. Some people have their thing because, yeah. you know why? Because what I do is very, it's more like I see people's faces and I can lose them. Like I have to be, I know some people do it to be like my pussy, but then with, sometimes with my listeners, I'm like, I'm going to say vagina or, yeah, exactly. or vulva sometimes because I don't like want right, to, I don't terms. want to turn people yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. I want to keep them with me mm-hmm. so they're not like, oh, she says pussy and um, goddess. All right. I, 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 I like it during sex. Yeah. Like, it's a pussy. During, right? Yeah, for sure. Fine with that. Yeah, you're fine <laughs> yeah. with that. You like that pussy? Mm-hmm. I don't hate pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's a nice playful term, but sometimes totally. you just want to say vulva or clit yeah. or 
But even people don't even know what I mean by vulva sometimes. Okay, that's the craziest thing. I didn't even realize that there was a difference between a vulva and a vagina. Yeah. Until not that long ago. Okay, Most people don't. No that's shame in that. In general, that's why we need to pediatricians. Yes. Here's your clitoris. Here's your vulva. We don't know. It. No one knows. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't and know. There's no shame started. in it. I no, never. No I I often post the Little Mermaid thing where she's saying it's a vulva, not a vagina. Right. And then my friend Kate Clancy, who studies menstruation, said to me, "Just going to confess something that as a sex educator, sometimes I do use the term." vagina just because so many people use yeah. it and they don't know and I don't want to shame them. There's no shame That's, in not knowing I kind of mix it up too on my show. I have like a we're national people are in all different Michigan, Florida, right. all over. I'm just like, yeah, I'll say vagina like a vulva, you know, the outside. Right. So It's right. important that we get people the right language, but also that we don't make them feel dumb. Like, how are they supposed to know? Right. Um, all right. I want to ask you about something. Yeah. Like, can you just talk a little bit about, because you've made a big contribution to this. Clitoracy. Yes. Yeah. Just talk about, you know, how that has that changed since you started your show, our knowledge about the clitoris, our interest, our chalk art about it, our uh, necklaces, yeah. our 3D models. What, yeah, how, exactly. What do I do make, have a clitoris necklace. What do you um, make of this change? And you've been, thank you so much for being part of the clitoracy oh, movement. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I feel like we still have a long way to go because I, I would like to say that in 14 years that everyone's walking around in their clitoris. But the truth is, is that I'm still every day talking to a woman of all ages, all socioeconomic backgrounds who are like, oh, wait, where is it again? Tell me which parts the clitoris are. I didn't know it had legs and the nerve endings and all that stuff. And especially in men too. They're like, you think they know, they think it's just the little button, but they don't realize it's the legs and the, and the nerves. So I feel like there's still a lot of work to do. I got to be honest that I don't, I think in 14 years, I have a national show. I can get sponsors now. People used to say, oh, that's a great name, but you're going to have to change it if you ever want to make a living because it's sex in the title. So I don't get that anymore, but I still think you guys, like, I get so torn and you probably feel this too. Like, Mm. I want to teach kids in schools and go to Mm -hmm. college campuses, but then I see all my friends in relationships Mm -hmm. and all my listeners who are adults who don't know. So I still feel like, People are, we are not okay. As, in a, as yeah. we, we get like a, a, a D minus as Americans. We get a D minus. Okay. Can I clitoracy. tell you guys about clitoracy? I gave a talk in North Carolina. This wonderful woman that I love brought me to North Carolina. She's a doctor. It wasn't that long ago, right? It wasn't that long ago. And you've heard this story. I'm sorry to repeat myself, okay, but it was a group you. of about 120 women doctors. And I held up a 3D model of the clitoris. It was hot pink so everybody could see it. And I asked this room of 120 female doctors, how many of you know what this is? And many of them were OBGYNs. And by the way, a group of lovely, wonderful, smart women um, who care about sexual, sexual, but um, three people raised their hands. And one of them was the woman doing the IT for me. So, okay. Oh, 120 female doctors. Last year, like this year. Two of them knew about the really extensive anatomy of the clitoris. So oh, good. That's, we that's have, real good. We have far to go. And we, by the way, then they all knew and they were all really into it. And they're wonderful and they're going to educate their community. Um, but that was, um, I'm sure you have that surprise over and over again. Yeah, I, yeah. They don't, doctors don't know. They literally, you're, and this is why I feel like we have to do so much now to expand um, our, our sexual health, um, knowledge and sexual health care. I mean, I think that gynecologists and doctors, they need more training on this. They really don't know how to talk to their female patients about sex. They really don't. They're uncomfortable with it. They don't really understand it. If you can't have orgasm or you have a low libido, which is really high Mm -hmm. boredom, probably for a lot of women, like take a pill, do this thing. Like, but they don't, yeah, the fact they didn't recognize the clitoris, but again, you guys, most people wouldn't. I mean, that's kind of a funny, like walk through Times Square. Like, do you know what this is? Nobody will know. We should do that. I know. Let's go do it now. Yay! <laughs> you get a clitoris. You get a clitoris. Tomorrow we'll bring my 3D what? model yeah. and walk through Times Square and ask people, do you know what this is? Absolutely. Okay, you we'll know we'll who? Take a camera guy. Yeah, go with Let's you. I went down the street. Really I mean, I'm, cool I'm saying down the street, yeah. Is I just had this vision of, you know, one of those big Times Square. A jumbotron. Jumbotron. Yes. With the 3D with the, model yes. of the clitoris. It's, it's just like clitoris. starring yeah. female sexuality. Exactly. Starring the clitoris. And they could do a whole like surround, yes. move it around. Oh These should be stuffed animal. There actually is. I saw online, like on Instagram, I follow a account that made Isn't like stuffed like clitoris. A vulva so I have a vulva puppet. Mm-hmm. Puppet. I have the one puppet. here. I, I have one too. I like it for teaching. Yeah, I like it too. But it's just, I mean, you guys, there is such a long way to go. So even like 
do we, we so no I think that clitoracy it needs to be up and I think we, we need to know yeah. more about male sexuality we, as well yeah, we're absolutely. so limited what we know about male yeah. sexuality is untrue as well uh, yeah it, and you know it's it's really interesting so people like you and your show all the sex positive activists on Instagram I feel like in spite of Fosta Sesta, I learn on Instagram every day. I can only imagine how much my teenage son is learning about clitoracy, I hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophia Wallace does her amazing art. Um, yeah. Laura Kingsley does chalk drawings all over the world. But yeah, the vulva to, gallery. I just love it. When women are so insecure about how their vulvas look. If you go to the yeah. vulva gallery, it's a great pictures of every different kind of vulva. Oh my God. Yeah. There, there's so much variation, right? And all we're seeing is vulvas in porn. Exactly, and, and they're just and so girls misleading. are get, girls are wanting surgery and women to make yeah. their vulvas prettier. It's get, already pretty. I get it calls like beautiful. this all the time, you guys. So I just think what I'm saying is I. So it's funny to say after 14 years, I wish I could say like, oh my god, it's so different now. And I, I actually think mm. it's not that different. I mean, I'm only I, I reach a lot of people. You have to you because you know why people mm. have to want to learn about sex. They have to seek it out. But most people's like natural state or they're like like they're um where they're at in their relationship is like I hope it gets better it used to be good right they're in the honeymoon mm-hmm. maybe they the honeymoon mm-hmm. phase passed and they're like I don't know why it's not that great it's probably maybe it's my fault it's my partner's fault but they don't really want to talk about it or maybe doctor, you're just a normal human you're and you're a normal bored human being. Right. so Go we on. don't even talk about it like we don't even want to investigate you have to seek it out you have to choose to listen to a podcast you have to choose to read about it you have to right. choose watch videos it's not in your face because if you google sex you're just gonna watch a lot of porn that's just you know misleading and yeah. not I think educational. That's so anti-education. Like have fun with that, but don't Absolutely. try to learn any moves from yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Get yourself turned on. Yes. Find your clitoris while watching porn. Great. But if don't you're a guy, porn. don't bring me porn. porn is like, it's like entertainment value, right? It's like right. Watch, going to watch a play or but like a it, yeah. show. Exactly. It's entertainment. It's not real. Right. The thing that embarrassed my son most, I have a long, illustrious career of embarrassing my two sons who are now 18 and 12. But the one that embarrassed the 18-year-old the most was when I said to him, you know, maybe he was 16. And I said, you know, porn can be great. um, But the thing is, it's not how people actually have sex. If you want to know how people actually have sex, ask me, ask daddy. Your friends might be able to tell you a little bit, but they're probably watching a lot of porn too. Like, Porn is not to educate yourself about what women or men like. Just FYI. He just looked at me and said, do not ever say that (laughs) again. But I felt like my work was done. Just to make that intervention, like, this is some nice entertainment. Especially if you're looking at, like, Erica Lust or Cindy Gallup's porn. But, but like, don't try to get your moves from this. By the way, I just saw, like, Five Erica Lust films yeah. in, a row. in a room, Amazing. in a Binged. row, with like thirty-five other strangers in a boxing studio. So my <laughs> night was really entertaining. I love it. Yeah, well, I did an imitation of Whitney watching porn in a room with thirty other <laughs> people, which listeners can't see. But I just imagined Whitney just sitting there with her knees pressed together and her hands. It's in her just lap, me like, by myself too. Like I went to like, not by with a friend because I couldn't go. <laughs> it is kind of interesting to watch it with a bunch of people. You're and like, it was the first time that I. There That's was how it a used to be in Times Square. Porn star in it, and it was the first time I was like, you know what, I would have sex with him. Yeah, exactly. You're That's- hot. And then I stalked him on Instagram. You did. God, did you slide into his DMs? I didn't slide into his DMs, but I liked a few of his photos. Oh, good. That's how it starts. <laughs> and I Modern know someone day that knows him. So. <gasps> Perfect. Yeah, you guys. You already see what <laughs> okay, you're getting. Well, well, maybe by the time this episode drops, Whitney will have guest. a new friend. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. Oh, boy. And yeah. I feel like I already know him, you know, because I saw his Exactly. Penis. It's like you're already checked out. <laughs> you saw so already- him having sex. Right, and you've like, already I know put what yourself he's working with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, we know some moves. He found the clitoris. Right, well, he knows how. That yeah. was right. Maybe and Erica Less is usually pretty. Hers a little bit more, you know, accurate. I guess to real yeah. life. And sex. Cindy Gallup too. Cindy right? Gallup, yeah, some like she's ethical great. porn made by. I think does Erica say that she's a feminist who happens to make porn? She doesn't yeah. call herself a feminist pornographer. But what percentage would you say? Uh, do a lot of people call you confused about porn and pleasure? Like, yeah. where's the pleasure conversation going with your listeners? Oh, and that you're, think, when you just like do a read of the culture, where are we about about pleasure? About right pleasure, now? I think that we don't realize that pleasure is our birthright. That mm. we deserve pleasure. Sex becomes a duty after a while, and I think that people have to accept and know that 
eventually, like everything in our life that's pleasurable, if we don't work on it or we abuse it, and we abuse sex by not talking about it and prioritizing it. We abuse it by not learning more about our bodies. We abuse it by not communicating mm. to our partners what we actually need. So I think the pleasure conversation is, I think that that we don't, we we especially as for women, we're like, well, I don't have time to masturbate. We forget how good it feels oh, and it's a reset. Man. We think we'll just please our partners and it's not really about us. So I think that once the sex begets sex, so the once the more we're like into sex, we're listening, we're reading it, we're actually masturbating, I think the more we're going to realize that, oh yeah, pleasure is great. I really want more pleasure. But I don't think that, um, I still think people are not realizing that it's not um, that 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 it, it's not as hard as they think to have the pleasure they deserve, mm-hmm. but they don't think that they deserve it or they're too busy or they don't make time for it or sex got stale and they don't know what to do about okay, it. Okay, what's your advice for bad. people who say, I'm too busy? Let's take sex out of the equation okay. uh, because we have such a narrow definition of it. What's your advice for people who say, I don't have time for pleasure? I would so, say- so We're in New York City right now, yeah. right? But people all across the country feel really super time pressed. How do we- We're all stressed. We're all anxious. Pleasure? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that, that I feel like, um, well, it starts with our brain, our mindset. I think that we are so, we're caught up. A lot of us are caught up in this, you know, go, go, go rushing mentality, this negative mindset too. Like I don't deserve it. Or once I lose yeah. weight or once I work out or once I feel better about my body or once oh. I find a partner, then I'll have the orgasm. Then I'll masturbate. Then I'll feel good. Or then I'll ask for what I want if, you know, when this happens, right? Not, Ugh. and so I think that we delay it and we put all these other things in our, in our way um, to all, we have all these blockades, I guess, that mm-hmm. and all these stories we tell ourselves that it's too hard or, oh, I, I feel people have guilt around masturbation. Mm-hmm. They have guilt about it. They feel that if they ask for what they want, their partners are going to judge them. And so I think that we just kind of, we, we shut down our, we, our access to pleasure. We don't even really think about it. And if you start to flip it and you're like, it's really not that hard. And the more you start to think, well, okay, maybe I'll just masturbate for a few minutes or do it in the shower. Mm-hmm. I always do it in the shower. I'm like, cause I know, like, I know And even though it's my job and every day I'm telling women, like the more you masturbate, the more you're going to want sex and understand your body and just try it. Like you're no one's ever like, fuck, why did I I have an orgasm last night? Yeah. God God damn damn it. it. It's like a gym. (laughs) Right? Why did I even waste my time on that thing that was like, I can't get those five minutes back. back. Yeah, exactly. You're never like, (laughs) no, you were happy to have an orgasm. Did any woman ever say on her deathbed, God, I just had, I had too, too many, many orgasms. Never. never. She no. said, I wish I had more. So I, that's said I no was. dying woman ever. Said, exactly. Said no woman ever. But then we forget. So we disassociate yeah. because at the beginning of sex, sexual relationships, maybe we had it and then we have kids and we get busy and we're with our partner. We're bored. Mm-hmm. And then we're just like, we tell it. It's easy to tell ourselves when we get distance from it that we've had enough. We've had enough sex. And so I just tell people it's not that you've had enough. And I promise you, if you had some variety, you had something a little bit, something some new, novelty, some novelty, sure. you'd realize that you want sex again. So I always yes. encourage people, whether they're in a relationship or not, to think about things they could do to keep that novelty high, to keep trying new things, to keep talking about it and exploring. Because it's so important. You're never done. I'm never done. Right. I'm learning new stuff all oh, the time. Man. And I, I love, love starting that. that conversation by, you know, because I think people can get defensive about it like oh, yeah. and, and scared. And so mm-hmm. I always like to start the conversation by saying something like, I want to please you the best that I possibly can. Like, what yeah. is something that I can do that turns you on? Or what is something that I can do that I haven't done yet? Instead of being like, I want you to do this to me. Exactly. And you're doing That's this how, wrong, right? You're so it's just like, right. let me please you and let's open up this conversation Right. No, Whitney, that's perfect. That's exactly how couples need to have it because what happens is when couples try to dialogue about it, they're like, you don't do this and you never initiate. But if you're like, babe, I want to be the best lover you've ever had. Let's be great lovers to each other. What can we do? Let's talk about it. Open. Make it light. We make it so heavy and then we don't talk about it. But to be like, I want to be a great lover. What can I do? And then I'll tell you what you can do. And you know, part of that is like defetishizing novelty, right? Like we act like novelty means you have to step out or like somebody's failed you. But the number of DMs I get from people who tell me like, okay, well, I can tell you a personal story. Like I didn't have a vibrator until I was um, maybe 52 years old. My husband is like the original badass. He was just like, my wife doesn't have a vibrator. Like I'm getting you 10 because my husband is a little bit OCD. So like one vibrator wasn't enough. 
at 52 years old to rediscover a way to have sex. Or the DMs that I get from women who say like, ooh, I just like recently really got into anal sex. Or like, yeah. I was never really into cunnilingus, but now it's my jam. Like right. there are new things to discover with your Constant. partner. Exactly. Always. Like, so that's the only way to get novelty is not to, right. that's not what it means. It, it doesn't uh, mean just to step out. Although yeah. go ahead. It does to. mean to step out. It could be wear a wig. Then you're a different person. It could be like role play. Like that's novel. Role you blue hair. Play. Role play is hot. And then I think, oh, yeah, I mean, it's just so hot. I know. Wait, wait. You just said something that made anyway. I said I was talking that about was so it. Good. So you can be reborn. Oh, yes. At a, in I every went, moment. I was yes. reborn at 52 when I, I discovered a vibrator. Amazing. I was like, this is what my girlfriends have been talking you never about. Use what? One. No. What is your sexual frontier? You have one. Where have you not gone? Go there today. With your partner. Yeah. And Get just, that novelty. And, and, oh, this is what I was going to say is that the other thing is I think why we're so limited and why we think, oh, pleasure, because sex got hard and difficult and boring is that we also have removed things from our list because maybe mm-hmm. once we, I have a lot of calls from women and men who are like, women who are like, I can't get my partner blowjob. I don't like swallowing. I don't like it. And then men who are like, I won't go down. Like, And typically it's mm. because maybe they had a bad experience. They had a bad first time anal. They're insecure about something. And they said, nope, off the table. And right. I would say to those people, if you are holding on to these tightly held beliefs around things that you will not do sexually, I gently invite you to perhaps yeah. re-examine it and go, huh, what is it about that that didn't work? Maybe the first time you had anal, you had no lube, you were wasted, and it was like, wrong hole. And then you're like, never again. But that's what happens to a lot of people. Or, and I say, okay, well, maybe there's a way to do it now differently. Maybe Mm -hmm. you will like it. Because I think we just say, that would be bad. And we have all these judgments Mm -hmm. about things. Mm -hmm. But just... There's just so much to try. Give it a try. So many nerve endings. So many. So many. Yes. So many. So many. So many. So many. So many. Okay, wait. Speaking of little time, there's not enough time. I want to ask Emily uh, a bunch of questions. Like, we have such a resource here. What's your favorite lube? Oh, God. That's like my favorite. Asking me for my favorite child. But I would say. Up, give a few. I love. Okay. So I, I would say that I have like three favorites right now. I love Uber Lube because it's just- I like just, Uber Lube too. Yeah. It's yeah. silicone. Don't even know what it is. Oh. It comes Can in a pretty bottle. You, I'm going to- Yeah, we didn't bring you lube. I it's thought you'd lovely. have lubes. We're, we brought you something else. But- Yay. But we- um, Uber, Uber Lube. lube because it's, I Great love the tip. bottle. You can leave it on your nightstand. I love Pure. P-J-U-R. They've oh, been I on for love, 50 years. Okay. Why did I think it was pronounced Peugeot? Peugeot. Because it's, like it's German. German. It's German. <laughs> Peugeot. You're a little Peugeot. And you know, Europeans can't put all that crazy stuff in. Like FDA make, makes yes. a big loophole. You can pretty much put anything. Exactly. In, but, do. but in Germany. In Germany. In, it's like, in it's the German, EU, like, oh, they have stricter oh, rules. Is. Oh, is. is that for me? Oh, you, girl. Oh, I my God. This and then I will send like, you I more. love how it's in this super scientific yeah, vial. It's like fruit flies are going to be made in here. And you can also use your hair if your hair gets frizzy and for chafing. I'm just <laughs> saying, multi- not that it does. Yeah, it's amazing. Multi-purpose, multi-purpose product. product. Um, I love that. I love Pure because they make so many, they make a woman's, like a woman's formula that's just water-based and really clean, like a basics formula. And then I like this brand called Woo More Play and it's coconut love oil and it's coconut oil, but it's like tastes really great. And it's like, uh, has vanilla essence and I just, it's not, you know, not great for toys, but it's a massage oil lube and coconut oil just goes right into your skin. Also, okay, great. what's the, that sounds maybe great. you know a little Thanks bit about this. Thanks for those this. tips. Yeah. Uh, love Uber Lube. Mm. So good. Learn something. So I hear that coconut oil may not be that great for your vagina. Well, here's the thing. I don't think that you should use the coconut. And again, every vagina is different. Right. So we're all going to react differently. <laughs> totally. But I don't think that the coconut oil off your shelf, like I'm always worried, like, is okay. it your Whole Foods coconut oil? Like, did you just make a stir fry and now it's by your bed and there's a pubic hair in it? Like, yeah. like I like that this, because it happens. Yeah. That can happen. You're like, babe, not the lube. Don't use the lube for the dinner. And the... So what I like is, um, oh, I have special necklaces for you too that I made. Oh. So, but I have this, um, so, so, but, so I think that's bad, but this is specifically made okay. for sex. Great. Great. And so that's why I like it. It's okay. like the best one that I have seen that's coconut oil based, that's all natural and for sex. Okay. This is like, Woo, it's what What a treasure trove of information. Okay. Do Wait. we have time to ask about other things? Yes. Yeah. I, the one thing I really want to ask about is because this is something that we get asked about a lot is STDs and the stigma surrounding yeah. that and what we can all do the time. and how we can talk about it. And because and, I'm sure you get asked about that all a the lot time. too. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, so many people have some kind of, you know, herpes, um, HPV. It's like, what is it, like one out of four maybe have chlamydia. herpes? Or five, yeah, yeah, chlamydia, all these things. And I feel like 
We want to be sexually healthy. It is Sexual Health Awareness Month. Um, yep. You want to get checked out, but it is not a death sentence. It doesn't mean your sex life is over. It just means you have to have really honest communication with your partners. And just and when you, if you're with someone, because I had a woman call into my show last week and she was like, I haven't had sex in a year because she got diagnosed with herpes mm. and she's so ashamed and she's so embarrassed. And I'm just like, she started to cry on the phone. I was like, listen, this could be like your first day of the rest of your life. Like you can go back out there again, get armed with information. Let your partners know you're taking a daily suppressant. If you have an outbreak, you won't, you will not have sex because that's the way it's going right. to transfer. And that, and then just ask your partner, don't apologize. Don't cry. Like, this is what I have. And, and then this is what I have. Like so many people, like, have. so many people so have it. People. In fact, we're less likely to contract it because I am taking the daily suppressant in a sense of people who are carriers and don't know it. And don't so know there's it. all these risks. And how many people have herpes simplex one? Like, let's right. really and talk about destigmatizing. I think they're going to stop testing for herpes. Like when you go in to get a full, like a panel, you get your STD TD test. Um, I think you now, or at some point you're going to have to actually ask to get right. the test because it's so common. It's so common. And you can't always tell. You could be carrier or not. And it doesn't show up either. Mm, so okay. I just feel like we need way more resources and way, normalize it. Just come out. If you have something and just talk to them and be safe, use condoms. People do not use condoms. Okay. Can I ask? I want to talk about yes. something. And I want um, I want our listeners to DM me. I want people to test run the female condom for me and tell me what you think. Can you? Let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about condoms. The, sure. Uh, sorry, not the female condom, the internal condom, because some gay men can use it too. Can you just talk about yeah the female condom? Yeah, I mean the female condom is or the I, internal. Condom. I wish that people, yeah, the internal condom. Um, I've used it once. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I, 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 I think they sent me like only one or two, but I feel like that it's it depends on the woman. It depends on the it depends on how it could it you know it's gonna feel to Have her. Have you ever used partner. it? No. You gotta try it and tell me what you think. Yeah. Okay. It was like and honestly, I I've feel like it's great for it. women because it's not because it's not as common. But I feel like it can kind of slip out. The one I used that wasn't mm. as Did easy you use to the FC two. Yeah, I used no. It was another one. I can't the remember. Pink it was like a few years ago. <laughs> like doesn't have I to be pink, you guys. Right. It's pink. This is for women. Don't put on your penis. Oh, you could. But you know what I think internal. is great about yes. it and what yeah. women have been in touch with me about? I have not heard from gay men who use the internal condom. I want to hear from you too. Um, but like it gives women, I was thinking about women um, who have sexually transmitted infections. It gives them a little bit of control when exactly. men say, I don't like to wear a condom, which by the way, m men will say that, they right? Love. Heterosexual men will really say that. Gay men will say that too. Right. Um, but so I've been hearing from women who say, I like to use this because the guy says I don't like to wear a condom and she can say, gotcha. Yeah. Got it. Well, I'm going to wear one. Yeah. Will you let me know I'll how use it, it is? Again. It's been a while since I've been with someone wearing condoms. I'm trying to think. So, but when Are I you used in a it, relationship now? I'm not. No, no. So I will be start using them. I'm going to order more. Let's get more Let's internal condoms. Yeah. Because I think this whole stigma too with men, every guy's going to say, I don't like them. It feels like I'm wearing a raincoat. Ugh. But I feel like a lot of that is mental too. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it maybe doesn't feel as good, but you can find a condom that fits for you. Unfortunately, condoms are not one size fits all. Right. And so you have to find a brand. I love skin condoms because they're they're thin. They're polyisoprene. They're non-latex. And they actually um, conduct heat. So are they S? You, how is it spelled? S-K-Y-N. S-K-Y-N. Okay, this is those another tip favorite. from Emily. And I recommend you got the lube. Now they love it. They love skin condoms. So it's like, those are the ones that I use. Cool. And, but I feel like you're going to get over it. Like you put a little, put, put, here's some condom hacks. If your partner's like, I don't want to use one. Put some friggin' lube in the tip. In the inside tip. Inside the condom. When they, before they put it on. So there's like lube. So there's more, his, his tip of the penis is sensitive. Then there's at least some lube on it that could feel good. Some sensation. It, some sensation for him. Some thrill. I love this. I'm back in the dating game. And yeah, I have you are. Are you tips. in a relationship? You're dating, no, you're I'm open. just out of a long-term right. relationship. Okay. But we're, ooh, yay, skin nice. condoms. Oh, what? my God, I'm so you going out tonight. You deliver. We do, we do. <laughs> yay, um, I love it. So, yeah, I'm just kind of like recently single. We were in an open relationship um, and then just split up recently, but we love each other and everything's perfect and amazing now more than ever. Um, but but anyways, now you're dating. Now I'm dating. And you've got like your porn star on the horizon. Years. Wow. Oh, you weren't, you were open, but you weren't dating. We were, but not like, you know, you always have to check in and you have to talk about it. And I'm going here and is this okay? And does that work? And how do you feel about it? And like talking, and now talking, you're just talking. And now I can just do it. Anything. Now she want. just walks out of my, she's staying with me and she walks out of my apartment and you can just see it on her face. 
we, Freedom! We got here, <laughs> when we got here, we have this joke that I'm going to have to just like bump into people that I'm like yeah, on a date. do it. This is, she doesn't do apps. She just literally I don't either. I literally into just people. bump into people. And so when we got out of the car, I go, you know what? Maybe I'm going to bump into a guy today. Yes. We got, <laughs> this is our running joke. Out of the car and we're walking into this building and this guy, I guess, saw me across the street or something, ran over and was like, oh my God, I think you're beautiful. Do you mind if I get your number? And I was like, <laughs> I was essentially okay. So she's from <laughs> Texas. So she's from Texas. So why does she say, yeah, sure. And she like gives them her number. Then she steps into the elevator and I'm like, I'm a New Yorker. I'm like, you gave him a fake number, right? And she's like, oh no, I gave him my number so I can consider it later. Yeah. yeah. But I also like, she's I open. Like it. She's know, open and good. friendly that's from good. Texas. She's just bringing the love. And he did text me and he said something very nice. Let's see what he said. He said, hi, Whitney. It was a pleasure meeting you smiley face. What a wonderful <laughs> way to start my morning. That is nice. That's so nice. Yeah. See, be open to it. I agree with you. I don't love the apps just because I'm like, I'm a terrible texter. I don't enjoy the texting. Yeah. I'm like, just, I want to meet you and then we can text and mm, we'll, then right, we'll exactly. text once and we'll meet up. Mm-hmm. But I believe that, that we are in the best time to be single right now. There's more single people than ever. Get off your phone when you're walking. If you find someone attractive or interesting, say hello. Say hello. Just say hi. smile. Look in their eyes. we don't talk. Yeah. Can we end on that note? Because we have to end. <laughs> I, oh, hate I, I hate ending. I hate ending, uh, but I love guys. that we oh. ended on that note. But you guys, I have something for you. Yay. Do you guys I know about Okay, so these are my, these just came out today. You're the first person to get these. Oh, oh my God. Because you're talking about vibrator necklaces. Yes. Yeah. These are, these are the Sex with Emily with Crave. I made my own. Uh, oh, you have your I own. I designed my own things with my own. What? Here, you, you designed your own? They have my own sayings on them. Um, I have oh gosh, two yay. of these already. Okay, so you can And I got to say, never have I had so much Turn fun with TSA. On. Yeah, you never had what? So much fun at, with TSA. I know, right? I'm like, I'm really looking forward to my TSA check today. I know. Because Are the women today? at TSA, and it's then powerful. I turn it on. It's very it's, this, this is very it's a powerful this is vibrator. It's water. as powerful as my bullet or my wonderful sweet vibrations. So, so that just turn me on and yours says. And what is yours? Mine says meditate, manifest, masturbate. The what does mine say? I put on my reading glasses, says, but I can't. Oh, wait. This one says. Um, oh, it's hard to read this. Is yours gold? What? I come first. Oh, I come first. My new mantra. So I did. First. I, have I one love of these, that message. This is way so, better. And so you I already have it. it. Okay, fine. Well, no, 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 no. Enjoy. Give this it to has a mantra. I'm, take, I'm not giving this. I'm to anybody. not giving it back. To so you. anyway, they're fun because they're repar- and they're necklaces, and you can get on my site. So I think it's sexwithemily.com. Okay, crazy. so these, anyway, enjoy. I'm yeah, for the rest of enjoy the your lubes and your condoms. And we love we love sweet vibrations and we love Um have you back on. I would love it. it. was oh, not enough time. Come back on when you, yes. if you're in LA. Yeah. I'm in LA at the end of the month. Come back on the show. I would love it. That would be awesome. I'm on the, you too. I'm there on October 10th. Come. On the, I love you. Listen, my show's two hours a night. I love having just smart women on. Let's like do you. this. Okay, let's Done. do this thank again. Thank you for having me. Emily, thank you so much podcast. for being it's here. Amazing. Thanks for all your amazing work bringing sex into yeah, mainstream game, conversation. Love you. Love you. Such a fun episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And if you did, please go on to iTunes and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, It really helps the success of the podcast and spreading this message. Much love, guys.